Six o'clock in a parking lot, and the sun comes down like a wave on the water. On the water, tide coming in, coasting through life like a wave on the water. Welcome to another episode of Jen in Her Jammies with me, Marvin Schneider, and the always effervescent Jen Ward. <laughs> Good, Albert, my man, you're looking the part. Yeah, he's had a rough, rough days. He was mad at me because he had that issue that he really wanted that elective surgery. Remember I told you about the elective surgery? Yeah, so he had a yep, part. Yep. Yeah. You explain. Okay, so he was found in a pet store, which was really odd because he, obviously he's human. So why was he in a pet store? And then I was palpating his belly and stuff. To, you know, to, a little hands-on massage because I am qualified. I'm a massage therapist, and I found a squeaker in him. Yep. And he was not happy about the squeaker because a squeaker. And here's why. So I went to visit my other dogs and I bought them some squeaky toys. And I had no problem giving the dog squeaky toys because, you know. Um, Whatever something is made for, that's what they enjoy doing. So they were in, yeah. they were made to be squeaky toys, dog toys. So Albert didn't like it because he had a squeaky in him, and obviously he's not a squeaky toy. So he didn't like yeah. the fact of being chewed up by dogs. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be either. Just I know quietly. he had the squeaky toy, and he had the squeaky in him, so he wanted a laparoscopy. <laughs> But I, right. but I didn't have uh, seam rippers, so he was like really mad at me because we kept going to stores. I couldn't find seam rippers. Finally, we did the laparoscopy one night and we left them open because I had thread to like sew them up, but he didn't like that quality of thread. It was not fine enough. It was too like, you know, it was like from a low budget too store. Close. Yeah, it was too crude. So we had to wait for a better quality of thread. And then um, Mimi Michelle actually did the surgery with my supervision and stuff. Good. And Mimi Michelle went to the dollar store and she got a pair of glasses. And you know, we thought they were for me because I'm doing the book and my eyes are straightened. They didn't work for me, but Albert wanted them. And, um, and he, wanted a, um, he wanted a bandage on. He wants the drama. And the reason is, is he wants to disassociate from being a squeaky toy. So, yeah. you know, having bandages on, having glasses on, having a hat on, it helps him identify and separate himself from the squeaky toy mentality. So is that the reason why we haven't done a Jen and Ajamis for a little while is we were waiting for Albert. That's my excuse. <laughs> well, we could, I don't know, Marvin, like, I'm doing sessions all day. You're editing all day. We're, we're creating programs all day. Yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what we've been up to in the last wee while? Well, why don't you tell me? I think you're better at overview. I'm better at spreading stuff out and you're better at... <laughs> all right. 
So we're working on at least half a dozen fronts in parallel, and it's um, quite the bit to keep on top of. So we have uh, written up and prepared the Rewriting Your Soul Contract workshop material. And that's powerful. It's so freaking powerful. Um, yeah. When, when you and I go in and we create the program, we're actually... Yep. I mean, I feel a shift in consciousness just through that process. That's good, good observations. Merely the fact of putting the program together and the written material, the handout material that we provide is, um, is shifting, I think. Yeah. And so what's interesting is as, so tomorrow is the rewriting your soul contract. And before that's even out there now, it, it takes. You know what it feels like after we facilitate one of those, like words of two sheets to the wind. Exhausted. Yeah, exhausted. Yeah, yeah, and you are too a little bit, right? No, no, no kidding. Okay, no. so before that even takes place, they have me, the adepts, you, I don't know, um, starting the program for the next one, which is um, everything that I do, the, the secret sauce of genuine healing. And so honing your own, what's it called? Honing your own? Honing your healing acuities is the, the next workshop. And I believe that one's going to be on June 20 at 2 p.m. New York time. Check the time where it is for you, where, wherever you are in the world. And for me, it's like, okay, so we put this out there. We do what we're told. You know, we're just grunts to the adepts. It feels like, you know, not putting ourselves down and stuff, but... And I'm just floored at what I learn as we put these together. Yeah. It's like we're expanding consciousness as we do this. Yeah. So um, I was really pleased the way the workshop structure and content for rewriting your soul contract came out. So Jen and I were working on that together a couple of days ago and it was a creative process. So, um, you know, Jen's got the content and I'm my, contribution is to put structure around it and so it worked really well it was, it was a good little interaction and so i'm very pleased the way that that one came out so it's going to be a combination of um teaching and also exercises so uh, so the participants are going to be doing rewriting your soul contract exercises in real time and of course there's going to be a lot of homework yeah. so what i want to say about that just briefly is um that workshop is being held um, tomorrow, so Sunday at 2 p.m. New York can, time. So if you haven't... Can people still get into it if they see this? So, so that's what I'm going to say is if you haven't signed up yet and if you're interested, please sign up. Don't wait he, he because within, within about 10 to 12 hours of this video going up, um, that workshop will be off the menu, right? Because we need to, we need to take it down at least five or six hours beforehand so that we can just get all the logistics sorted. Okay. So please don't wait. And, and um, can I just tell them that you're ruthless? Like if someone calls and says, Oh, please, I just saw about it. I just got home from work. You're like, no, <laughs> forget it. Oh, yeah, correct. Goodness. Yeah, that's right. So when we did the SFT facilitator workshop, that was on May 23rd, if I got my dates right. About, I swear, about half an hour after us taking down that that thing from the website, um, genuinehealing.com, 
you had one call saying, uh, I can't book. And it's like, sorry, dude. Do you know what I mean? It's so don't wait. Yeah, he don't, okay, so Marvin that's... don't care. He gives you everything <laughs> he can and then cuts you off. Yeah, so please don't wait. Okay, so that's the rewriting your soul contract. The other thing that we're really working furiously on is the second edition of the SFT Lexicon book. And I am pleased as punch as the way as to how that's coming out. And um, so it's, it's going to be huge. And you know, the more I look at it, and the more I work on that book, the more I think that that book is going to be a daily go to that and the others in the, the companion books in the series, they'll be a daily go to. Because here's the thing, Jen, that book, as um, you know, intriguing and insightful as it is to get behind past life core issues and alternative vantage points, uh, and so on, the taps themselves and the issues that they're addressing, even if you don't buy into reincarnation as an idea, you will benefit from doing the taps, just do the taps. And see, the thing is that this book is so comprehensive, it really covers, you know, a good chunk of the gamut of the human experience. And, you know, um, there's a lot of releasing to be done and everyone will benefit from this. If this doesn't go mainstream, I really don't know what, what so will. I was told a couple things, and it's a good thing I don't know. I'm on a need to know basis with this stuff, or else it'd be okay. <laughs> for one yes, thing. Right. For thing, one thing, what's coming through is people are actually telling me of these, these really, this issues that, that like Western medicine says there's no cure for. They're doing the tests mm -hmm. and they're saying, oh, we got relief, and that went away. Yeah, this went away. Um, this one didn't go away a hundred percent yet, but. You know, and it's like really interesting to see these things that, that like people have been trained, they, there's no way to get rid of um, being released. And it makes sense that the missing link is your past lives. And if you're not able to ascribe to past lives and the trauma that's been stored in your body from past lives, how would you be able to get rid of it without that acknowledgement? Yep, and, and the other thing that's interesting is the devs have me working my ass off, upgrading the taps and like, you know, like, like vision, optimal vision. I had this client come to me and her whole, excuse me, her whole session was on vision. And so there's pages and pages. And then I do research on line, what causes these things and I do taps on um, between past lives, what I see is the past lives that are coming through and what Western medicine says is the problem. So I combine right. both of those, which is like a huge combination. It's like a merging of the Eastern and Western medicine. Yeah, so it's a fusion of that. And of course, you know, in one sense, if I can say this, um, you correct me if I'm wrong, but that was part of what Madame Blavatsky was doing as well was to find the right sort of fusion between sort of Western understanding and sort of more spiritual understanding. Yeah, she did it between religion and science. Science, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we're doing it between, well, I don't even know if we well, can, we... you know, subjugate. Yeah. It's just more, yeah. it's just so much more vast. Like she, she did a lot of the legwork, which was great, but yeah. where it's taken us now, I'm not, it's hot. If you weren't here um, helping me stay contained, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. 
can I t- yeah. can I tell the listeners something really funny about you? Um, are you going to be throwing me under the no, bus again? Pretty cool. It's kind of funny. Like, throw okay. me under the bus. Okay, so, cool. Oh, good. I like yeah, that. <laughs> so, I, I so so Marvin gives me stuff that I have to add to the book, like pieces that weren't weren't finished and stuff. And so he hands the book over to me to do my part. And in energy, he's just hovering over me, and he's just like. He's just like <laughs> And it's like I, I have this fortitude and this, this, because I haven't been very disciplined in this life. Part of my energy has been free flowing, but now working yeah. on the book, I'm very studious and very committed to getting this done. I know it's not me. I know it's you. So I want to tell the funny story about like the cereal. Remember I told you the cereal story? I do remember okay. that. So this is breakfast cereal. What other kind of cereal is there? I don't know. <laughs> just, what just to be clear to the listeners, don't know. But just breakfast cereals, just so people. But it know wasn't we're breakfast, about breakfast time, cereal. so it was. My, I know. Okay, so so I'm trying to like discipline, you know, my eating and everything, and I'm working really hard. For it. And you're doing a great job on that. Thank you. It'd be nice to hear it once in a while. Yep. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you you think so because I like shame myself every day about it and stuff like I should be skinny. But but that's part of what I'm doing is I I actually don't see you that way so why would you so you Thank know and and by the way I'm going to come to something in a second but you tell your okay. story. So so I have all these food issues and I know that the weight on my body that I carried was holding the vibration of everybody on the planet who who's been in pain and holding that vibration so the healing energy can get to that vibration through whatever I carried on my body. And as um, consciousness raises, we can release the, the weight on our body because it's not it's yep. not necessary and it doesn't have any purpose anymore. But yep. I had three sessions yesterday, Marvin. I have three sessions. You have me writing the book. I just did a huge session on gender neutrality. Gender neutrality, it's not a light subject. So I'm like sitting there and I'm adding, I'm writing every single tap down because I know this is going in the SFT lexicon and I know it's important. So I got pages and pages of writing that out and I, I just got a little buffer between the next session and I'm exhausted. So I grabbed a bowl of cereal, not because I was hungry. I understand I was not hungry. I was using it to relax. And so I go out in the, I go out in the kitchen make my bowl of cereal, my breakfast cereal, like I did as a kid, just to zone out, just to have my quiet time. I come walking back into my living room, and in energy, you're standing right the freak behind me, and I jumped. And like, you're looking at me eating the cereal, and it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so you described it as me having bilocated to your thing, keeping an eye on exactly. you, and so keeping you keeping you on the straight and narrow. <laughs> so, so I ate my cereal, but I ate it like this. So you that is so funny. Um, you had a point you were going to make, but you wanted me to make that one and I took long. Yeah. So um, one of the, once the second edition of the SFT lexicon is finished, and I think it's going to be finished earlier than I originally thought because we're making really good progress. And you're leaning heavily um, on me to do my <laughs> I am. And it's important that we get it out. But we're going to get it out as a quality product, right? So we're not going to rush it out just for the sake of hitting a deadline. Um, but 
it's going to be out, I think, quicker than we originally thought. So in the first instance, we're going to run it out as, a, um, as an e-book e uh, in a PDF format. So anyone can basically uh, you know, access it straight away. The, the printed versions will come a little bit later. We need to interact with the, the printers here in Oz and work out pricing and shipping costs and all of those things. And look, you know, it's going to be... Uh, those that buy this book, buy it as an investment, not because, you know, it's the cheapest book on the planet, okay? So just letting people know now. But here's the thing that I wanted to say about this, is that once the book is out... Um, one idea that we have is that we might invite various people, so Jan, myself, and one other person. Not just various people, people who do the workshops and who want to facilitate that's, and stuff. Okay, so, so that's where I was going to go. But um, So the idea was that we will uh, have three people on a video recording, Jan leading, facilitating, working through various sections of the SFT lexicon so that people can follow along. Uh, not as a substitute for getting the book and doing it themselves, but it's just, you know, um, it's a great resource out there. So uh, I thought I'd let you know that. And then we're going to do them. We, um, and what's really cool about this is that um, those that are following along and as those people that are on the video, we are going to be doing these taps, each, each section of, of the book, and we're going to cover the entire book. Um, we're going to do it for ourselves as a surrogate for Jen, and as a surrogate for all of humanity. And so that those that are doing the taps on that basis for themselves as surrogate for Jen and all of humanity uh, are really, you know, really putting the work in. So that would be great. So so when you do them as a surrogate for me, it's not really gratuitous for me, because if I was just not doing the work, it wouldn't make sense to just do it. But that's just, you oh, yeah, you see what I go through in the work. Yeah. Can I just tell you what happened today before I, w I was writing the book? And yeah, then, go for it. And Teresa and Michelle came over because... Cool. I'm going to have to edit that little bit out. That was a fairly significant um, studio glitch. I don't think they wanted me to talk about what was going on in my health issues. Okay, then. So let's just so, let's just move on then. So then you can probably just leave that in and just show what happens when I talk too much. Um, no, because basically my video completely went cactus, so... <laughs> what does one cactus mean? It doesn't matter. So let's just just keep going. So um, just okay. so, so pick up the conversation. What was I saying besides that? Oh, so, so you want to keep me healthy so I can keep expounding and pushing the envelope so we can help more people. Yeah. Not just because, like, to keep me alive, because, oh. Uh, well, there's that yeah. as well. Thank you. Um, I did, they did tell me something about the book that's going to sound like arrogant, but not. People who understand what we're doing here will understand that. Mm -hmm. This book, this book is going to be the catalyst for uplifting consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's actually going to take the place of the whatever religious book the other the person was using mm -hmm. in the past that was keeping them steeped in rhetoric or in, in the third dimension. Yeah. The upgrade is they're going to need something that's familiar to them, a book to go to, and the SFT lexicon yeah. is going to be an amazing way to... Um, uplift consciousness while still having the crutch of a book. Yep. 
All right. Um, so the spiritual topic for today's conversation is Akashic Records, and this is relevant because the workshop, well, it's relevant because it's relevant, but it's also relevant because the yeah. uh, the workshop after the uh, the one that we're about to do is around honing your healing acuities. And one yeah. aspect of that is you are actually going to teach people to read Akashic Records and then use that ability as part of a suite of things to help hone their healing acuities. So what would you like to say about Akashic Records today? Well, I was talking with Michelle and I, I was teaching her how to read her Akashic Records and showing her how she already was doing it. And this is very interesting. I, I was like talking to her about her choices and stuff. And she made a choice to do one thing. I go, so you could see like when, whenever you're deciding to do something, like you have a decision to make, what you do is you like decide, like you think about, well, if I do this, this is what will happen. And if I do that, this is what will happen. Mm-hmm. That's reading the tra- Akashic Records. You're reading the trajectory of your actions to see what the outcomes are. So that's one jumping off place. So you can do that even farther down the line. Like, so people, so, so the work I've been doing for the last 12 years, people who have been doing the work with us come, come up to me. Well, they don't come up to me because we're in a lockdown and it's on social media, but they come to me and they say, you know, I see what the world would have been if you hadn't done this work. And I see where the world is going every time you put out more. So they are perceiving the Kashuk records. They just don't know to recognize it. And then there's all these techniques like that to like realize what you're already doing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So basically I think what you're saying there is that you, it is a skill that is able to be taught. I think, well, maybe what you're saying is most people have an innate ability to do it. They're just kind of not tapping into it. And maybe that's what you're doing is you're helping them tap into it. So there might be that. There's there's no reference point around it. It's almost like if you didn't know you had eyes and you you didn't know what vision was, how would you talk about it with someone else who is like having the experience but never talking about it? Yep. And um, like um, Cesar Milan talked about animals, dogs perceiving an energy. Well, it's not just dogs that perceive an energy, humans perceive an energy. They just lost the understanding of what that is because they use the labels to feel around in the dark. Yeah. So what we're doing is teaching people to, to not need the labels and to, to awaken to their subtle senses, yep. their gut feeling, their heart feeling, the knowingness, and use that as a form of creating a better outcome for yourself and everyone else. So um, before we started recording, so off camera, you were saying a couple of things about Akashic Records. Um, One is, it's almost like because of the work that you and others have been doing, so people that are following you and uh, working along with you, the predominance of Akashic Records, it's almost like you're not slaves to the Akashic Records anymore, right? So a lot of the work that you're doing is 
uh, tapping into the Akashic Record, releasing, you know, core issues so that it is not dominant in their life anymore. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And it's like the difference between what I do and maybe... I know there's a little bit of a distinction uh, between what I do and what others do. Like, it's okay to erase the, the engrams of past lifetimes, but you have to get back, you have to retrieve the energy of that experience and bring it into the moment. So I see some people who, um, I work it on their Akashic Records, but I don't know if they've pulled all of the energy from that experience into themselves in the moment or not. Okay, so so is what you're saying that it's not a particularly good idea to erase the car, the, the akashic record without dealing with the issues that arise from it? Well, no, I don't know what I'm saying because this is new territory. Mm -hmm. What I I do know the akashic records are becoming obsolete. All right, can you because, talk about that a little bit because that's kind of where I was leading. Yeah. Mm. Well, so the akashic records. Are, are like a placeholder of like where there's trauma, where you need to work in your lifetimes. Okay. Like there's a trauma around like being decapitated or around the neck or whatever. Mm -hmm. You'd have to figure out what that issue is and and come to terms with it. Yep. So, so with the SFT work, what we're doing is pulling back, taking all that experience. So. Mm, most people who are here on earth have had enough experiences to transcend okay they don't need those place marks in their book anymore okay so th so that's that's a pretty important thing to know is that um a lot of people are kind of done because they've bec let's just call it this because they're old souls on this planet well we're done. all old souls yeah but, but, but sorry, I meant on this planet. Okay, sorry. Because not everyone is necessarily, as I understand it, an old soul on this planet. I'm not sure about that, Marvin. I think we've been subjugated for so long that we are, we should not be in primal mode on this planet anymore. That's been a um, synthetic experience that's been induced through fear and um, programming for for as long as I can see. And if they say that we're out of the dark ages, but we're not out of the dark ages. We haven't become out of the dark ages. We've just been more savvy at being ignorant because there's no primal fear in enlightenment. And the way that humans are still able to be induced to primal mode through fear and that led around by the nose by fear, mm -hmm. that's that's not being enlightened, but that's a synthetic condition inflicted on us. And we've all had enough experiences where we could snap out of it once we recognize that, oh, we're being manipulated by fear. Oh, let's stop doing that and just wake the freak up. Yeah. So in a previous conversation, possibly on Jane and her jammies, um, you were talking about a lot of people who have these sort of karmic relationship issues, you know, enemies and conflict and various other things, they're tired of the conflict 
And so they just wanted to end. They don't need to relive it or re-experience it. They just wanted to end. They're tired of it. And and you know what's interesting is um you know David Coker, the yeah. our favorite musician David Coker who does our theme music. He's so cool. Song, I love him. His song "All My Monsters" yeah. is a depiction of that. It's like it in the human experience. Not only are we just so tired of the human experience. All the demons that could have, like, fed off of the human experience within us are actually tired as well. And they're laying on the table and want to be free as well. They want to go back to this energy. Okay, so so that's really cool. So what you're saying is that both uh, the perpetrator, the protagonist, and the, I hesitate to use the word victim, but the, find me another word, the protagonist and the, no the um the object of um (laughs) all right let's just go with that what you're saying is both of them are done with it they're tired they want it to end Uh uh-huh yeah it's and it's a stereotype you um see these like in in these war scenarios like you know who red skeleton is no he's was a comedian like oh, and he did like this clown clown cadiddle hopper people know who he is in america well he used to have a tv show and back in the like 60s or 70s he, 60s he would do this show where there were two people on on the um front of a war like world war two uh-huh. and stuff and they were on watch and they were just watching each other uh-huh. and they were just so tired and it was christmas eve Yep. And they were just so tired that they let down their, yeah. they, they just wanted to just sit there and be friends. And they almost were friends, except for the yep. facade that they needed to keep up. Yep. But people are tired of the facade and just wanted to like release that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so in relation to Akashic Records, what does that mean? Well, it means that every experience that you could possibly need to fill your book of life is filled. Your dance card is filled. Yep. You don't need them anymore. And yep. you don't need to keep going back into them and looking at them anymore. You've yep. gotten it. It's almost muscle memory to get past it. And yep. the only thing you do by looking at them and reliving them at this yep. point is, is re-enliven them and bring them into the moment. Yeah. So the difference with what we do in the SFT and with others, I know others are dynamic at it too, is free the energy from those engrams, those Akashic records, pull the energy, the love, the truth, the wisdom into the moment and let the, let the dross just mm-hmm. dissipate and go uh, um, get recycled into the light and sound. Very good. Okay. That, fantastic. Sorry, fascinating conversation. Um, looking forward to the next session. Uh, we're going to record a couple today if the technology stays with us. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any more glitches. So uh, for now then, thank you, Jen. Thank you, Albert. You're looking really cool, mate. I'm glad you're back on your feet. Good job. <laughs> he was so mad at me. Oh my gosh, his feelings were hurt and everything. Man. Yeah, well, I'm glad to see he's back on his feet. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Albert. Thanks, listeners. Please like, share, subscribe, comment. Definitely share. Sign up for the workshop. 
Um, you've, <laughs> you've got a limited amount of time left. Bye for now. Bye for now. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me.